Hey everybody, welcome back to It's the Little Things. Super excited to have Brandon Sparks here. If you don't know him, obviously you need to know him. Um, <laughs> he sings at Better Life and he has such an amazing voice and he is such a light for the Lord and his personality lights up a room. So if you don't know him, definitely introduce yourself to him. But Brandon, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, first off, I appreciate that. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know about all this good singer stuff, but thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I work at Better Life Church. Um, and I am married, uh, so <laughs> there you go. Uh, my wife is Abby, uh, and shout out to my wife. I know you're watching. <laughs> but yeah, and um, moved to Moorhead, oh gosh, how many years ago now? Eight years ago? Oh, wow. Like that. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to believe. Um, something seven, eight years ago. And um, yeah, I went to Kentucky Christian University. Uh, for a little bit that explains a lot actually the whole yeah yeah anyways go ahead (laughs) i uh i went to kcu for uh a year i grew up right behind it i lived right behind it so winter time i would slay right down to the campus and (laughs) so it was really close and it was convenient but even though it was close and convenient it wasn't what god had called for me Mm -hmm. Uh, and i knew god was calling me to moorhead had no idea why uh but i went and it's uh, pretty crazy. I can say, honestly, at first, whenever I came to Moorhead, it probably wasn't uh, the most pure motives. I kind of wanted to get out of my hometown mm-hmm. for a little bit. I feel like everyone deals with that, like, all yeah. want to get away. Um, <laughs> but honestly, it was a God thing. And I remember I was running around KCU, and I said out loud, I was like, God, what do you want me to do? Because I was at a church. I was helping with the youth ministry there. I grew up in the youth ministry there, so on and so forth, and uh, I remember saying that, and someone had asked me to come to Crosspoint Church, which is Better Life now, (laughs) and they'd asked me to come there, and uh, so I came to check it out, and I'll never forget, Pastor Daniel stood up, uh, first I experienced the worship, and I was like, whoa, I didn't know (laughs) church was like this, I grew up in a small church, Uh and, um, and so I was like, all right, this is pretty cool. But then I remember Pastor Daniel got up and he said, I know some of y'all are here and you're wondering, God, what do you want me to do? And I was like, are you talking to me? <laughs> and, uh, but it was pretty crazy that day. I told my parents like, hey, I'm uh, going to church in Moorhead and I'm going to actually move to Moorhead. And uh, it, it was tough for my family. I know Grayson's really close, but... <laughs> We're a Thai family, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but it was, um, I don't know, it was the best decision I've ever made, um, and like from that same point of just taking that step of faith out, like there are small things here and there, but really that was the biggest step of faith I had taken like as a man, mm-hmm. man, <laughs> 19 years old, uh, but yeah, so I uh, did that, um, and then came to Moorhead State University. Come on now. Yeah, that's right, that's yeah. Right. And I uh, came here, um, was actually going to do nursing and um, these different things, but God had called me into ministry. And uh, it's funny you say that, like, I'm a good singer and stuff, because <laughs> I auditioned for the worship team. That's what I was going to do. I uh, didn't know that auditioning for a worship team was a thing. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll do that. I just thought I'd sing. <laughs> and, uh, but I remember doing that, and uh, I didn't make it. I know. <laughs> I didn't make it. I was like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? But I remember I didn't make it, and I was like, all right, hang on, God. Did, did I not hear you right? Like, am I not supposed to be here? Um, and, but I remember him just telling me, just be faithful. 
Just mm-hmm. be faithful. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't my timing, but it was his timing. Mm-hmm. His timing is always perfect. And yeah. uh, I remember getting a phone call just a few weeks later and was like, hey, man, uh, just want to reach out and see if you'd be interested in the worship team. It wasn't <laughs> that you weren't good enough. Don't know why we said no, but it just wasn't the timing. Mm-hmm. And we seen your faithfulness and your heart, and we would love to have you on the team. And I was like, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that is crazy. That. Um, but, yeah, so really cool there. And I uh, interned there at Better Life and now been on staff for a while doing youth ministry, yeah. college ministry, and doing some worship and a little bit of yes, everything. Yes, that's so. awesome. I love that you – we talked about um, God's perfect timing actually last week with yeah, Riley. Yeah. And I think that's really cool how at first you were like, oh, maybe that's not the direction I'm going in, but just have yeah. faith and ended up having faith and that was the direction you're going. Yeah. You just need to wait a little bit. Yeah. But I really like that a lot. And um, so usually the question we ask here is um, like – who is somebody or what is something that you've been able to take on your walk with Christ that you can remember? Man, there's a lot. (laughs) I have a lot of people um, that have really poured into me from uh, youth pastors of, uh, I can think of a couple, Rich Miniger, I can think of Zach Bodkins and Chase Bright and uh, always been super tight uh, with them and helping me uh, in some hard times growing Mm -hmm. up that really, helped with my foundation of my faith. And then my parents uh, grew up in church, uh, and they really helped build that foundation as well. But one person that really sticks out to me is my Uncle Terry. Um, He's just someone I always looked up to. Mm -hmm. Uh, He is a pastor as well. And um, he he helped me through a lot of stuff, just Mm -hmm. having real conversations and uh, just being real and being that real example of what Jesus really looked like. And he didn't just talk the talk, he walked the walk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was one of those things yeah. where like, he really helped me uh, during those times. So really, he, he's been a person um, that has impacted me in so many ways mm-hmm. that I can't even begin uh, to explain them. But he's been that person that I, I know I can call. Um, he married me and my wife. Oh, that's <laughs> so, awesome. Uh, but yeah, and so like he, he always comes to my mind. And like I said, of course, my family. Mm-hmm. I have three sisters. Oh, <laughs> wow. So I can't just say one of them. They're all three <laughs> amazing. Brooke, Brandy, Brittany. Love y'all. <laughs> but uh, they're all amazing. All been uh, really special. And like I said, my parents. But um, big family guy. But my Uncle Terry, yeah, he's really been that person to help me on my walk with Jesus. Um through the good times and the bad times. Yeah. I like that because um, that's kind of, I never have talked about mine on here actually, which is kind of funny, but mine's about the same. Just kind of family is obviously a key thing for me as well. And, you know, I like how you said earlier about how everybody goes through this thing of just like wanting to get out of home. And that's kind of how I am, obviously, because I was like, I'm 14 hours away from home now. And I'm like, well, now I'm kind of regretting it because I wish I was a little close, but it was perfect for me because that's yeah. how I grew on my own. Obviously, having my family there to support me, but also being able to find out who I am in my faith with the Lord and not rely on, like, my family. Yeah. Um, but it was that's awesome because, like, growing up, I there was a time in my life where I did not have a, like, mom involved in my life. And um, I obviously have an amazing stepmom now, and she's literally the best. But my Aunt April and my grandma are literally the two people that I always had in my life to have those women figures that I can always look up to and just be like, wow. So I totally see that with um, your uncle. I just like loving having that person in your life that you're like, no matter what, this is the person I want to be looking up towards because they have such an amazing walk with Christ. Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah. So I love that. So um, why don't you tell us a little bit like more about your testimony and just kind of how, how you've been able to use that to build your relationship. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It, and um, kind of like what I talked about earlier, um, my family grew up in church. Like mm-hmm. we grew up in church. We went ever since I was um, young, like really young. <laughs> and, uh, so I kind of grew up in church. So like from the outside looking in, um, honestly, a lot of times people are like, oh, the Sparks family. And it looks like uh, everything's kind of like together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it looks uh, kind of like picture perfect. And like we will have big pictures and we have, I mean, I'm having a Thanksgiving Wednesday and then having four Thanksgivings on Thursday. <laughs> I mean, we're a big family, so we're just everywhere. So it looks like everything's together. However, um, it wasn't always like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, just had some really tough times had some really um a lot of growing pains like within our family and went through some trials and uh certain situations and my best friend uh he passed away whenever uh, i was 14 he was 13 uh he passed away um from uh cancer and it so like not everything was always as pretty as it seemed not everything was as uh good as it looked on the outside and uh so for me kind of growing up uh in a christian home kind of what you were talking about the faith was really like my family's thing mm-hmm. not really mine uh, i go back to the story i was four years old uh i love basketball still love basketball <laughs> yeah. love it and um i played basketball growing up and i remember i was four and i was getting ready for a basketball camp and um on Saturday, and I was up early, mm-hmm. ready to go. <laughs> and, uh, but then I remember waking up on a Sunday, the next Sunday, and my dad was like, you got to get up for church. And I was like, I don't want to. <laughs> it's kind of like me today with everyday life. I want to get up. And yeah. <laughs> but I was like, I don't want to. And my dad was like, now if it was basketball, would you get up? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> just being an honest kid. Yes. And, uh, and so I was like, yeah. And he was like, so you're telling me you love basketball more than Jesus. Once again, being an honest kid. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. But, and uh, so like that, that was really, but I noticed even throughout my, like growing up, like I noticed that faith was a lot of times found in my family, mm-hmm. but I noticed that later on, whenever I really had to put faith, to the test like right. whenever i had to have my own faith yeah and i was having my own struggles uh that's whenever i was like whoa like faith isn't just a pretty word faith mm-hmm. isn't just this thing that you see on tattoos and in art like faith is real and yeah. like it's not just something that you read and it's like oh i have faith it's like oh gosh i gotta have faith yeah. <laughs> and so like it, it was really uh, a struggle um hitting my my teens and uh even like in my 20s and and so i had to use that however um like i said i i lost my best friend um and i leaned on other people um and i had those people like i mentioned my youth pastors and stuff to help me uh but then i had another uh struggle um where i really had to put my faith to the test within uh like anxiety and stuff Mm -hmm. and a lot of times what i found out was guys didn't really talk about it Mm -hmm. right and honestly getting on here today i didn't plan on talking about it mm-hmm. um it's <laughs> one of those things that, like you you hear about it and it's like it's such a word that's thrown around a lot now yeah. uh, that i was always afraid to say it mm-hmm. and i was like ah but i really did struggle with it right and um 
it, and it was tough and I had thoughts and a lot of emotions and mm-hmm. I couldn't think straight and I didn't understand it and I didn't get it. But it was even through those times that my faith really grew. Um, but what I had, what I noticed was whenever my anxiety was high, my eyes were off of Jesus. Right. Um, and so I was focusing on the problem, mm-hmm. not the problem solver. Yeah. <laughs> and so like for me, with that, it was, it was really tough. Like I said, I, I lost my best friend to cancer. And then um, a few years ago, just a couple years ago, um, my little nephew, um, he they found a spot on his brain too, mm-hmm. uh, going to the same doctors and all this stuff. And I had a lot of worry and a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety and mm-hmm. all these things that came up with it. And I, I just tried to stuff it in. Mm-hmm. I like it wasn't there. And it, it was tough. It was really mm-hmm. tough. And uh, I didn't understand it, didn't get it, but I really had that foundation of faith yeah. um, that really helped me through that, that God really was in control. Mm-hmm. Um, and even now, my little cousin, uh, he just passed away from a brain tumor um, just a few weeks ago. And during the time, mm-hmm. I was like, man, I, I, I still, being real, I still can't wrap my head around it. Yeah. Um, can't wrap my head around like the bad things that happen. But what I do know is that God is the Prince of Peace and that uh, he brought that peace. And the word says that he is our comforter and he is comforted. Um, and even whenever the times are bad, he is still good. Yeah. And But really it was going through that time, even whenever I was younger, with situations within my family, mm-hmm. um, having my best friend pass away, um, not always being the perfect person, right. that I found a perfect Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it was really through that, that at a young age, um, I did get saved. But following Jesus happened as I got older. Like, it was like I accepted Jesus at a young age, mm-hmm. but I followed him older. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, really putting that into practice and uh, just seeing what God can do in and through it has been really cool. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. That was a really good story. Um that's like, to me, that's kind of what I've been learning too. kind of just, it's like faith isn't just a one-time thing. It's not some accessory. Like it's part of your everyday armor you have to put on. Yeah. And that's, it's one of those hard things that you just kind of have to face and be like, I can't just pick and choose when I need to have it. I need to have it all the time yeah. when I'm doing good, when I'm doing bad all the time. And that's something that's hard for me to come across because when I feel good, I'm like, okay, I'm rolling. Yeah, and then all yeah. of a sudden you hit a wall again and you're like, okay, Jesus, I need you again. And <laughs> yeah. And that's just not how it works because it's mm. that's not how you grow a relationship. That's how you just stop and have to restart when you come back to because you can't just keep going the way you live. And so I think that's really an awesome example of how you have to continuously have faith. And I know I my testimony is about the same. I literally was raised in a pretty Baptist home, kind of non-nominational situation going on there and um, I was just raised in a home like that and so growing up I had all my family that had the faith for me Mm -hmm. and you know my grandma and my aunts and my uncles everybody was so good at praying and I was just like okay like y'all are praying for me I don't really need to pray because y'all are doing it for me and so growing up that's kind of what I believed and then actually going through stuff myself and seeing like it's not, this is my journey, it's not theirs, and kind of realizing that was when I was like, oh gosh, like, this is my eternity that I need to worry about right now first before I worry about anybody else's, because if I can't get my life straight, like, how am I going to sit here and tell everybody else to do the same with theirs? 
And so I really like the idea of just kind of how you have to man up, put on your pants, and get get out there and be like, here's the deal. It's me and you, God. Like, this is between me and you. It's not between me, you, and my family. So just kind of how important faith is, like you said, that's just, like, crazy to me. Yeah, yeah, it's been huge for me. And um, one of the biggest things that I did notice within that is one of the things I'm a strong believer in is real recognizes real. The more real I am with you, mm-hmm. the more real you're going to be with me. Mm-hmm. I even found that true even with my relationship with God, that the more real I was with God, the more real God would become to me. Mm-hmm. And that the switch really uh, flipped whenever um, my prayer life changed, that mm-hmm. I started talking to God. Um, like, of course, like a father, but then also like a friend. Mm-hmm. God, I'm struggling. Yeah. God, I need you. God, mm-hmm. I don't understand it. God, I don't get it but actually um, put my faith and trust in him that even in the bad times, he was still good. And what I found out too was whenever I started putting that into action, that the majority of the answers he's going to give you, he's already said in his word. Right. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, man, when's the last time I've opened up my Bible? <laughs> <laughs> but but it was real, and that, that really changed it for me of putting uh, the faith into actions. Right. And it's hard. It's not easy, and it's not an over-the-night thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, it's worth it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it so is, worth it. for sure. Yeah, that I've never heard that before. Real, Yeah, that's cool. I had never thought about that, so that's got my wheels turning, but <laughs> I w- that's really cool how you phrase that because I've never thought about it like that, how the more real you are, and it's kind of like with yourself too because yeah. I know for me personally, like I tell myself all the time, like what I'm going through is like not that big of a deal and I just need to get over it type of thing. And at at the same time, that's like not true because I'm going through something in order for him to show me what he's trying to show me. And so like, it's kind of being real with myself and realizing, okay, I'm going through this and I'm not going to get through it alone. So I need to put on those, that armor of faith and just go out there and be like, okay, like it's me and you, we're going, we're going to do this together. And I know you have me. And I really like that a lot. Like being real with yourself is being real with God and being real with God is how you're going to realize how real he is. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Wow. <laughs> that was really good. That's really got me going. Um, yeah, that's insane. I've never thought about it like that. Yeah. To anybody watching and listening, Brandon literally, like, when he – he has done such a great job making um, – I know the softball team goes to Better Life oh, all yeah, the time yeah, yeah. to go for college life college night and stuff and so he always does a great job like going up to us and talking to us and so it really made me because one of my first times I actually met you there and it was just insane because I was like oh my gosh I feel like I'm at home like this was (laughs) I was so nervous to go and and, you know I go to church at home but nothing like better life it's nothing like better life and I don't think I'll ever be able to find a church like that it's just moved me so much and so it's just cool to have like you and I know you don't you don't realize how much we see you here as like a celebrity at Better Life. <laughs> we literally look up to you so much and we're so excited to see you and all the girls I know legs right now everybody's so excited <laughs> to talk to you and like hear like what you have to say because I've literally been like guys you're not gonna believe this Brandon's gonna be on the <laughs> podcast and I've been trying to keep it to myself but I literally can't I'm telling everyone and That's so hilarious. I just am super glad you're here and I know like you've been going through a lot but one of the things that you don't realize is how much you have an impact on other people's lives because you have literally affected like all of our lives so much more than you know and so your journey it's making a difference like you're (laughs) doing a great job means a lot sometimes it doesn't feel like it but you never know (laughs) 
you never know what you're doing in other people's lives. And so you're really doing a great job. It means a lot. Love softball team. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. We, know. we love Better Life, and we literally just love the community there. And I would I would recommend everybody to go there. I literally am like, guys, come on. Yeah, come check and it out. We, I mean, I know we've talked about this before, but, like, the community is so important. Mm-hmm. Like, get, like, when Pastor Daniel was talking the other day about getting locked in, at a church and like getting regardless of where you're at and i was talking to peyton rose after and i was like i need to get involved in like church like i've been wanting to i've been having a tug on my heart but it's just actually getting involved part that i have the problem with um but it's like that crazy that i can feel him talking to me and i'm like okay okay i get it i get it i'll do it i'll do it (laughs) all right right, fine but i think it's like part of that whole being real with myself because it's kind of was like part of me like oh i just want to do something Mm -hmm. it's not me that's not me coming up with that and so like deciphering like the difference between what he's saying and what i'm wanting to do is really where i've been having issues with because i don't know what the difference is it's like hard to hear sometimes what he's trying to say but i think it's just the distractions in my life that keep me from actually hearing him yeah, I think what's beautiful, though, sometimes, too, is what I found out was um, a lot of times it was like, man, why am I wanting this so bad? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it lines up almost too perfect. But then I also had to remind myself of my prayer life, and I was praying, God, let my wants be your wants. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful whenever they match up. And whenever they match up and it just goes in sync, man, allow God to open up those doors. Allow him to walk through. And I know Pastor Daniel's talked about it multiple times. The enemy's never going to be like, hey, be generous to someone. Yeah. That's not in our nature. Mm-hmm. So if, if you're feeling that, and that's a God thing. Right. And if it's like, oh, man, that's something I love to do. As probably because you're living a life like Jesus. Yes. And so I encourage you, encourage you with that. Another thing that I was going to say, too, because you talked about being connected, being plugged in, um, so on and so forth, is we both talked about people that we looked up to. Mm-hmm. We talked about people that have poured into our lives and really helped with the foundation of our faith. I want to encourage you, whoever is watching, hey, get people around you. Make sure you're having people pour into you. Mm-hmm. It's It's really easy to be like, well, I have so many people to help. Mm-hmm. I got to help. I got to help my girlfriend with her guy situation. I mm-hmm. got to help my guys with their girlfriend situation. Mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah. I got to help them in following Jesus and yet help them. I'm not saying that. However, what happens so often is we pour into other people mm-hmm. and we don't have people pouring into us. So we're left empty. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just want to encourage you with that. Maybe you're struggling with, maybe I'm running on E right now. Mm -hmm. If you're running on E, it's probably because you don't have someone pouring into you. And most importantly, having that relationship with Jesus to pour into you. Mm -hmm. I know it sounds super simple. I I personally have a problem, and I'm on a little side tangent. (laughs) I, I personally have a problem whenever people are like, that's a Sunday school answer. Not the Sunday school answer. Mm -hmm. I personally have a problem with that because I go, well, let's go to college class. If you know on a multiple choice test that the answer is A, mm-hmm. you're going to put A. Right. Because it's the answer. Mm-hmm. Well, I put it three other times. I know those are right. I don't know if I should put it because I put it three other times. No, you put it because it's the answer. Right. And so a lot of times it's like, well, that's a Sunday school answer. What's more? And it's like, no, have you really picked up your Bible? Right. Have you really prayed? Have you really connected? Have you really been in a small group? Have you really been going to church? Have you been serving? Have you been getting plugged in? And what I notice is whenever you have a problem, it's really a priority problem, and you're mm-hmm. not doing those things. So yeah. just want to encourage you all with that to uh, really have people pouring into your life because it makes a difference, um, for sure. Yeah. 
I've, I've really never even thought of that either. Oh, my goodness. You're coming up with so many good things. <laughs> really, seriously. Um, but I've never thought of that either, just being like – because, I mean, I felt like that too before. But, I mean, being here, I never have – I haven't felt that since the day I've been here because – being, you know, with the softball girls, they're constantly encouraging and constantly pouring into me. And then also with Better Life, it literally feels like I have an endless supply of people around me that I can constantly be like, okay, I need encouragement. And so I like finding that and finding a group of people that you can have that with is so nice. But I do feel that sometimes always wanting to just like give everything I possibly have when sometimes I don't have anything to give. Yeah. And I, I never even thought about that because a lot of times – I just kind of want to do everything for everybody else and don't realize the effect it has on me sometimes. For sure. Until afterwards, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, why am I so exhausted right now? Why do I feel so, like, worn out doing the same things over and over again? So that, like, actually explains a lot. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it, you play sports. So yeah. Like, you know the term, <laughs> give it 110%. Yeah. Well, if you don't have it, you can't give it. Right. And whenever you're given an 110%, you're only at 100%, so if you're given 110, that means there's an overflow. Right. And ask yourself, man, is my life really overflowing? Mm-hmm. Like, is it overflowing? Is it a constant flow? Because, really, I'm broken. Right. We're all broken. Man, I'm hurting. I'm broken. God couldn't use someone like me. How could I even overflow? I can't be full because of all these cracks. What do you do? You put it under the spigot, and it constantly flows. Mm-hmm. So what is the spigot? What is what are you doing to get closer to God so he's just constantly flowing in you and through you? Wow. So, Wow. I have no words for that. You left me speechless. That's insane. <laughs> I literally don't even know what to say to that in response because that was so good. I've never, ever seen it like that. My goodness. Okay. How do you feel about opening a church in Fort Worth, Texas? Because um, we need somebody like you there. Uh, I, I will say this. I just got back from Texas. Um, <laughs> I'm actually moving to Texas. No, I'm just, oh, I'm just kidding. kidding. That was I'm a mean kidding. prank. That was a mean <laughs> no, prank. I, I just got back from Texas. And uh, so, like, everywhere I go, like, I love Florida. I love mm-hmm. the beach. Like, And I'm like, oh, man, if I could just live on a beach, if I could just do this. <laughs> and it's always me. This time, though, in Texas, my wife looked at me and she was like, we should move to Texas. And I was like, what? <laughs> really? <laughs> but I loved it. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah. What part of Texas were you in? So flew into Austin. Mm-hmm. Not going to lie. Austin's a little weird. It's a saying, too. Like, yeah. Keep Austin, keep Austin weird. weird. Yeah. It's a th- it is they're, weird. They're doing a phenomenal job yeah. of keeping it that way. Yeah. All right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we were in Austin, and then we went little small towns outside, but then we went to Waco as well. Um, and... Yeah, it was a quick trip, went for a wedding, but have another trip in the works for down there, going to Dallas, so that's the Dallas-Fort yeah. Worth, right? Yeah, and, yeah, I know you're right. And Houston. Yeah. And so, yeah, we're going back. It's so crazy to me how interconnected everything is in the world, because there's, like, so many stories of me being, like, because I was born in Arkansas, and so one of our assistant coaches played for Oklahoma State softball, and one time... They practiced in our indoor facility in my high school team, so I, like, watched her practice when she was in college. That's great. And then now I'm here, and she's my coach. And so, like, those, like, little stories literally blow my mind how interconnected everything is. And so how never in a million years would I have pictured myself in Moorhead, Kentucky. And (laughs) when people ask me how I got here, I'm like, I really don't know what to tell you. Like, it was just – boom 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 everything happened and i was here 
And one of the stories I, like, always, my dad can probably tell everybody right before the camp. I, I just had this feeling. I was like, Dad, this is the school. Like, there was nothing. It was rainy. It was cold. It was in the middle of winter. And there was no reason that I would have been like, oh, I really want to go to Moorhead, Kentucky. But we were at a camp, and I literally was, like, praying in the car. I had no reason. I was like, I don't even know why I'm doing this right now. But I was like, Lord, like, if this is the school, please, like, give me, just give me comfort and peace that I'm here and instantly I was just like moved and I was like oh my goodness like this is this is where I'm going and even when after the camp like I wasn't sure if I was going to get offered or not and then she called me and I literally bawled on the phone and I was like there's just everything was lining up like you said it was just it felt like perfect and you know there's just a lot of things here that I would have never been able to get if I went somewhere else. And so it's just, like, crazy how things are interconnected and how perfect his timing is. Like, yeah. it's just, I don't know. I wish I could tell every story I possibly have, but there's just so many stories that are interconnected that I can't even, like, think about because how perfect is his timing. That's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And it, it's funny to me that, like, we still question to this day, like, oh, man. Should I really step through that door? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about you came to Moorhead, Kentucky, rainy, yeah. cold. <laughs> and it's like, if there's ever a time for you not to walk through yeah. the door, it's that time. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, man, but I still question, like, should I really walk through that door? Mm-hmm. And then you see the other side. And even after seeing the other side, it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard to have that faith. It's hard to trust and be like, yeah. oh, man. But just seeing what he has, like what you said, like you didn't understand it, you didn't get it, but... Man, he works it all together. Yeah. And it's beautiful. And yeah. it's cool. Yeah. It's so crazy to me how all that works. Like, even in the worst of the worst here, like, off-season, cold, freezing, practicing on concrete. Well, I mean, ridiculously horrible sometimes. And even in the worst times, I would have not wished to be anywhere else because it just felt like this is where I was needed yeah. and this is where I needed to be because I, w- I, I know I, I think I said this last week, like, and never in a million years would I have thought that my relationship with God would be how it is now and, like, making a podcast and, like, meeting so many people and being able to talk to so many people that I would have never met in Texas. And so it just, like, blows my mind how all of that just happened in order to get me to where I'm at right now. And like you said, like, some even now I still question, like, am, do you really want me to do this? Like, are you sure? Um, but, yeah. I don't know. It's just sometimes to me it's looking on the bright side and being like, yeah, I went through a lot of stuff here, but I also found a lot of outlets, and I found a lot of people and met a lot of people that I never in a million years would have met. So good. So good. So, good. so one last thing that I'm going to say. I know I talk a lot. You were talking about <laughs> you talk a lot. I talk a lot. But uh, just want to encourage you all to, like I, I know we're talking a whole lot about faith and uh, maybe right now you are running on E and you kind of feel like, man, I, I just don't have faith. Uh, I'm not full of faith. I'm not full of faith. I'm not full of faith. Man, I really need to be full of faith. I, I want to encourage you with this too. You don't have to be full of faith for God to be faithful. Mm-hmm. God is constantly faithful even whenever you're not full of faith. Um, and I just want to encourage you, have that faith size of a mustard seed. Have that faith. Yeah. And because I'm telling you, if you have that small of faith in him, he will always be faithful to you. Mm-hmm. No matter what, uh, even the rainy days and morehead, he'll be faithful for you. So uh, I don't know if that's something you're struggling with, dealing with, but I uh, just want to encourage you with that. 
as well that if you do feel like, man, this holiday season, I just feel empty. Mm-hmm. It's a hard time for me. Um, stop searching after the feelings to be full mm-hmm. and search after the one who will fulfill you mm-hmm. with his faithfulness. Mm. So. Good. Okay. Well, I don't know. There's just so much wisdom in this. I'm going to have to make it a port, part four series or something. I don't something. know about all that. I don't know about all that. But I'm super excited. I'm super glad that you're on here, and I can't wait for everybody to hear this because Nana's going to call me, and then April's going to call me and tell me this is the best one. They do it every Nana. week. Nana. What's up, Nana? Uh, <laughs> How are you, Nana? And so I'm super excited for everybody to hear this. Um, but thank you so much for being on. Thank you. And everybody, check on your friends, love on them, and just be the reason someone smiles today. And y'all have a great Wednesday. Peace.